In this episode, we're talking all about functional medicine and the way I think you should be looking at your health. Now, clearly, I'm not a doctor. So far from it, but let me tell you what I do know. Integrating the concept of functional medicine has changed so many things in my life. Today, I'm summarizing what I've learned over the last few months in my journey to reach optimal health. Things like, what are the things that really makes most of us sick? Poor diet, stress, allergens, toxins. And what are the things that most humans need to be happy and healthy? Things like nutrients and the right balance of hormones and the right foods and air and water and love and meaning and connection and purpose. There's so much that goes into it and there's so much to learn and there's so much we can do for ourselves now to prevent disease in the future. I'm over here trying to live to be 120. Join me. Let's start this conversation about functional medicine together. The first of many, I'm sure. Today, we're talking about optimal health through functional medicine. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. This is one of those topics that I'm so excited to share because I wish I could have listened to a podcast about this and been introduced to it, you know, a year ago, two years ago. I've found out recently that I have so many gut issues and just digestion issues that I just didn't know anything about. And I've known that I haven't felt well, but I just haven't been able to get to the root of it through traditional medicine. And maybe if I would have heard a podcast about traditional medicine, I would have been introduced to it sooner and it would have changed the way I feel so much earlier. So today we're talking all about functional medicine. Now, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert. The purpose of this podcast is to present to you things that you might not know about, things that I've learned and things that I've encountered. I'm always out in the world reading and learning and talking to experts and watching documentaries and listening to audiobooks and all the things. And then I come here on this platform and talking to you, this community, to share what I've learned. Sometimes it's somewhat controversial, sometimes it's not. I think this one's more in the controversial category just because I know some people really believe more in traditional medicine and think functional medicine is not as substantial, but I'm telling you, I believe in it wholeheartedly. I think that functional medicine is about looking at your overall health and it's about creating health. And I think that functional medicine is more about diagnosing things like treating disease. So for me, functional medicine is about looking at the entire picture of our lives and the choices we're making and putting time and energy and money into our health before we're sick. You know, you have symptoms and you're like, oh my gosh, I have this big problem. I need to go to the doctor to fix it. Functional medicine to me, as I interpret it and as as it's worked for me, is to go in and look at your health as a whole ahead of time. And look at all the different things that play into your health from environmental toxins to are you using too many plastic water bottles? Is that affecting your health and hormones and all the things that go into all of this? But it's about being proactive about your health in a different way. I always thought I was proactive about my health, but not in this way. So rather than the traditional, you wait till you get sick, you go to the doctor and you try to diagnose and treat the symptoms of, you know, your sickness, your illness. So functional medicine is really trying to figure out your body. And if you don't feel right in some way, try to figure out 
what's out of balance. I've really learned that the body is such a big connected web, which might seem obvious, but in so many ways that I didn't realize, like, you know, maybe you have a sore knee or a sore ankle and everything's so connected. It could be related to gut issues or your, I mean, we all know that your, if you're stressed, it can make you have a stomach ache. But it's crazy that I've learned that if you have stress in your stomach, it can actually give you anxiety in your head. It's all such an interconnected web, and it's so important to not only manage our own health, but be so proactive about it that we're looking into all aspects of our health and our lifestyle and being open-minded and figuring out. For me, I'm all about moderation. I'm not an extreme person in any way. Like I wouldn't take this and go completely the extreme. Like when I had the EMF expert come out and measure all the radiation in the house and all those things, I didn't go to the complete extreme and, you know, make us a greenhouse with zero Wi-Fi at all. I always try to find what is that middle ground where it's the, I'm making the best health choices for myself or my family, depending on what it is. But it's also, you know, reasonable. It's it's not like I'm, you know, flipping a 180 switch every time I learn something in life. So Really, this journey started with me on the real when I met with Dr. Lekos. So Dr. Lekos is a functional medicine doctor based in Santa Monica, and he's very well known. He's been on the Goop Netflix special, and he also has a really good podcast. So if you search Dr. Lekos, L-E-K-K-O-S, his name pops up under the Goop podcast. So type in Goop and Dr. Lekos, and you will hear a summary sort of of his philosophies. And this is the doctor that I go to and that I love and that's taught me so much. And it's just a great interview. So if you're kind of at the beginning of learning about functional medicine, I think after you listen to this podcast, of course, that's a really great place to start from an expert, from a doctor. And he is so great because he used to be an ER doctor. And For so many years, he told me that he saw that so often they were treating things with medicine and more medicine and more medicine rather than looking at the big picture and making lifestyle changes to naturally improve or reduce the risk for diseases. Now, don't get me wrong. I know people go very extreme with this. I'm not saying that meditation and yoga can cure serious diseases. I'm just a big fan of managing your own health and the health of your family. You know, doctors are busy and everyone has different perspectives and they've had a different set of experiences. And I've learned that you definitely can't take one opinion as gold and only function based on that. I think you have to keep asking for answers and get different opinions and also do what feels right. You just can't get complacent and just keep doing what you've always done just because that's what you've always done. So I went to Dr. Lucko's kind of in a quest to learn more about functional medicine and my own health specifically. So the way it works with most functional medicine doctors and with Dr. Lekos in particular is you go in with him and you go in and meet with him for about two hours and he asks you questions about everything, your childhood, your stress level, present stress level and past stress level, any traumas you've experienced recently or in the past. So it's fully psychological and, you know, medical and nutritional and all this stuff. He asks you what you eat. He asks you about your bathroom habits. So get comfortable with it. What your stress level is, what vitamins you take, what medications you take, how you're feeling, how you're sleeping. I mean, he takes it all in. He asks you all the questions. So come prepared. It's it's literally like a therapy session. It really is because it just goes through everything. And at first I was like, man, we're, I, re- I mean, I am fortunate enough to where I don't have childhood trauma or 
how much stress is. I've become very centered in life, so I don't run on high stress and I, you know, I just don't have all that. But he opened my eyes to so much of this in the way that it's all so interconnected. And I really didn't realize the impact that stress has on your overall health. And I'm not just talking about stress like, you know, you yell and you lose your mind and all that stuff. I mean, certainly that stress is bad and probably the worst, but also other stresses. So maybe like over-exercising or not sleeping enough, or of course, you know, poor nutrition can be stressing on the body. So stress in like a very big, broad way. Dr. Lacos told me so many cool things that I didn't know. And in this podcast, I want to break down a couple, break down these in a couple of categories. So first going through diet and nutrition, then talking about exercise and supplements, then we'll get into stress and sort of the overall summary of health. So first talking about diet and nutrition, we talked about all the things. And overall, I really believe in a whole foods based diet. He talked about gluten and dairy and sugar. And basically we know that some people are more or less tolerant to, to, to these, but in general, gluten and dairy and sugar are what causes the most problems for the most people. So eliminating or reducing these for most people will help them reach better health. He also told me all about gluten and in our country, the United States, we've be- it's become so bad for you and causes so many digestion issues for most people. The same people have eaten gluten in Europe and are totally fine because of the way it's grown and processed and everything else. So, you know, talking about all these different things and the whole map of how all of this is related, there's so many other factors too. Like, were you exposed to mold or mercury, more like triggering factors? Or did you take a lot of antibiotics as a kid and maybe you didn't have a really good gut? All these things are in one big web, like I said. We all need sleep and exercise and nutrition and love and meaning and connection. It's just the whole thing. So functional medicine looks at the balance of all of it and make sure you don't have too much bad stuff um, and not enough of the good stuff because that's when your body breaks down. Dr. Lekos told me a re- about a really cool vitamin that you can take before you eat gluten. He told me about at restaurants how almost everything has cross-contamination. So if you really are highly sensitive to gluten, take a vitamin, a pill called Wheat Rescue that helps get rid of that gluten. So again, way more important for people who have a gluten sensitivity, but good for everyone in general because you know we're trying to really reduce our dairy, our gluten, and our sugar. But actually, I think the order that I think, and I think Dr. Lekos kind of iterated this, would be as far as, you know, what is the most substantial to reduce, I think gluten would be first, sugar second, and dairy third, as far as like the level of the evils. And again, I shouldn't say evils because I think everything in moderation and you decide what works best for you. But he said for most people, as far as like it being an irritant or a problem, it goes gluten, then sugar, then dairy, as far as, you know, causing you, causing you problems in your overall putting more good stuff in your body than bad stuff. We talked about all of this being a web, like I said, and how they're all in balance. So talking about your gut and digestion and how that's all so important and it's so complicated, how so many people have a leaky gut 
and so many people don't feel well after they eat. And I'll go through my diagnosis and what he told me and all the tests that he did for me. Also, your immune system. So the defense and repair system is so important and how you make energy and how you your body processes toxins and your circulation and your hormones. And I mean, back to the gut, when your gut breaks down, everything breaks down. So talking about just all of these things and how they are in balance with each other and how they all work together for your sort of overall health. So my diagnosis, so I met with him the first time we went through, he did the therapy session and the nutrition session. We talked through everything. He told me the basic philosophies about all the different things that he thinks and changes I should make. But then the second appointment with him is where it really gets interesting because in between the first and second visit, he sends you home with all sorts of tests. So it's genetic tests, it's food sensitivity, it's hormones, it's a stool test, it's a SIBO test. And he kind of picks and chooses these based on how you say you feel and all that kind of stuff, a full blood panel, right? So a genetic test, I'm not sure if I said that. So he's looking at everything start to finish, which was really cool because when I would thought I was being proactive about my health, I would find doctors who could do certain tests. So I went to the allergist and I did a food, I did a food allergy test. I did the back pricks where they prick your back with different things. I've done blood tests. I've done all sorts of things. And I always kind of got like wishy-washy answers. Like I didn't quite understand it or different ones were conflicting. And I get it. A lot of these tests are new and still evolving and controversial. And, you know, a lot of them aren't a thousand percent accurate, but The cool thing about doing it this way and meeting with the functional medicine doctor is he's doing all of it. So he has a full picture of all of this, a medical professional professional who can, um, first of all, set up the right test and analyze the tests for you and puts it all together, you know, maps out a big picture. Now, when I started with Dr. Lekos, it was a $2,000 flat fee. So it is not cheap. And I was hesitant to do it. I was just like, man, that's, that's a lot of money to dive into. But I'm telling you, it is the best money I've spent in a long time. So it includes the two different visits. And then if you have follow-up visits, they're much less expensive because they're much less involved. But I just signed up my husband. And I think because he's been on all these goop things and he's so popular and he sees so many celebrities, his Santa Monica office is rocking. Now it's $1,700 for the first visit and $1,700 for the second visit. So it's gone up considerably. And it's a big expense. And listen, I understand that that's not accessible for everybody. It certainly wouldn't have been for me at every stage of my life. And also logistically, there might not be a functional medicine doctor in your area. So I'm going to go through all the different things that he found in me just to kind of give an example. So you can kind of see how it works in real life. And then we're going to go through all the different things that you can really implement for your overall health without seeing a functional medicine doctor or, you know, as as you learn about all this, like diet, exercise, managing stress, supplements, and then if you want to go to a doctor, what that looks like. So for me, it was so interesting because right away he said, you have SIBO. So SIBO is when bugs migrate up into your small intestine. So your upper gut should be sterile. Your, your uh, larger intestine is where all the bacteria is. So when they migrate up, that's when you have bloating and what people call a food baby. So every time you eat, it's like bacterial overgrowth, which was so interesting because I eat so healthy and I eat lots of whole foods. But listen, I have lots of treats, but they're all very, very 
healthy treats, like with, with real whole food ingredients. So I never thought I should feel as bloated as I do after eating. And I've, I've, it's uncomfortable, not even in a vanity way, but I've always, you know, and listen, not like poor me, I'm struggling. I just, you know, every time I eat, I didn't feel great. And so I've always wondered, and I've done kind of different things to try to figure it out. And I kind of just thought, well, maybe this is just how my body processes or it's aging or it's childbirth and C-sections and, and loss of an abdominal wall or a combination of all of them. But I just didn't realize that it was going to be something that was diagnosable. So I have SIBO like a level 10 out of 10, as high as I could have it. And we're going to do an antibiotic to kill it, which is crazy because I rarely take antibiotics only if that's the only option. And Dr. Lecos has the same you know, mindset, of course. So we're doing a full-on antibiotic panel to kill it and treat it and make sure it doesn't come back. The good thing is I already have a healthy lifestyle so that, you know, will help it already not come back. But it's the craziest thing to be so excited. I've never been so excited to be diagnosed with something because it's like, woo, I have answers and I feel like I'm just going to feel so much better. The other crazy thing is I have a parasite. So he went through all the parasite levels. He's like negative, 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 oh, positive. So he thinks it's probably from having sushi. He said it's very common in raw fish. So he thinks that I got a parasite from sushi. And that could be all related to the gut issues. I also have a slightly leaky gut, which was good. I thought I had a super leaky gut just because I thought I had lots of gut issues. I thought I had all of them. But just these two things, he says, will make me feel so much better. So I have a 10-day detox starting in a couple days. So I'll definitely follow up and let you know how that goes. He said it completely sucks. You take antibiotics and all these other different things, which haven't come in the mail yet, to kill it off. He said most people don't feel great and they're sluggish and feel sick and have stomach issues because you're just trying to repair um, such a big issue and who knows how long it's been going on. But like I said, I'm so excited. Like I'm so excited. I'm so excited to feel terrible. No, I'm so excited to feel good and to have an answer and to do the test. I'm so curious to see how it works. So, you know, for me, someone, I don't feel I'm not chronically sick. I'm not, you know, out, you know, not able to eat things and restrictive. Maybe it's more mind over matter and positive energy and positive things. But I've always, I've always kind of had this issue and to have this relief and these answers, like I said, is just so cool. Um, He also told me that I need to go 100% gluten-free which is really crazy because I've always wondered. I I mean, again, I feel like I don't process food great, so I've always wondered, and I feel like a lot of people are sensitive to gluten. But he said, I am not sensitive. I am so, I mean, I'm so sensitive that I do have a risk of of getting celiac at some point. So he said, I need to be 100% gluten-free, and if I'm gonna eat at a restaurant, I need to take those wheat rescue pills before every meal, just even if I'm not ordering a gluten meal, just because of all the cross contamination, I'm that sensitive to it. So that was super interesting and something I'm still processing because this just happened a couple hours ago, but a lifestyle change for sure. But the cool thing about him is he's really down to earth. And you know what? He also kind of curses, which I like because he's just, I curse. I think it's just, I think if, if it's, if it's organically you and that's how you express yourself, I think it's awesome. And so he's just real and he's not like, you can never have it. And he's like, no, like I told him, I'm like, I think my favorite mocha ice storms from Nordstrom have gluten 
even though I do sugar-free dark chocolate and coconut milk, I'm pretty sure they have gluten because I used to buy them for one of the teachers and one of our kindergarten teachers was like, I can't, you can't bring me mochas anymore from Nordstrom. They have gluten. And I had a reaction. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So I'm pretty sure they have gluten. But he's like, listen, if that's what you love, have it. Just take two of your wheat rescue pills before you have it. And listen, don't do it all the time, but do it when you feel like it. It's You got to live and you got to enjoy. And I'm the type of person, I love food. And I think that so often we restrict ourselves so much to be thin or lurk, look a certain way when I'm all about, listen, like I said, I want to live to be 120, man. That's the goal. Long-term, I want to feel good. And of course, feel like I look good and I look strong. But for me, it's about nutrients and longevity and not going to bed hungry and not feeling deprived. And you know, some of these diets that I you know tried 10 years ago, I would be so angry and sad and grumpy walking around being hungry or not being being so restrictive that you just aren't eating anything that you want to eat. I just, I don't know. I, for me, it's not what life is about. I would never do that. That's why I don't believe in kind of the battle of the conflicting diets. Um, I don't believe there's one diet that works for everyone, but I think, you know, and we'll get into all the food stuff in a little bit, but I think that just whole foods is just is so important. He also told me that I had a little bit of plastics in my system. So at home, I drink all reusable water bottles, but if I'm on the go or if I'm on a run, I'll usually just grab a plastic water bottle. So maybe it's that, or it could be like the reusable containers for food that we use. So I'm still kind of thinking about how that goes. And listen, it wasn't off the charts, but it wasn't awesome. It's just a tiny bit elevated. So I'm in a room. Um, I mean, I'm not quite sure what to do about you know reusable containers in the fridge. Maybe move to more all glass. But then I'm going to use all metal bottles and eliminate the plastics in the house. Like I said, we don't have that much of it, but eliminate what we do have. He also told me that the things I put on my skin are really great. All those tests came back great, which is awesome and a little bit surprising because as much as I'd love to be one of those completely you know clean product people, I'm more in the middle with it. I love MAC eyeshadow. I think there's no eyeshadow that creates the pigment the same way and goes on the same way and doesn't crease. I love my MAC palettes and I'll always use it. And, you know, it's just one of those things. But I try to use as clean of ingredients as possible and that kind of stuff. And he said that all that was great. So that made me feel so good because I know Dr. Lekos, he uses a completely like organic, natural olive oil bar of soap to wash his body. And so I love Jason brand citrus soap. And I know fragrance-free is always better, but it just makes me feel invigorated in my freezing cold shower in the morning. And it's my favorite body wash. So I've stuck with it. And same thing with my Aveeno lotion. I know that there are cleaner choices, but it's kind of like those are the things I love. And I feel like they're clean-ish. And the best part is, is those all those results came out great. Everything I'm putting on my body, uh, all the levels came out great and those tests were good. So that's a good thing. I don't have to change everything. Another really interesting thing was all the genetic testing. So he could tell me in several different ways what my parents kind of gave me genetically. So you don't know who is who, which is probably a good thing. But you can tell like on certain things, it would be like you have one positive gene from a parent and one negative gene that makes you more prone to this or that. So Dr. Lekos told me that I'm genetically prone to have high blood pressure which was really interesting and so helpful as you make choices. So you know you know what to adjust. So for someone like me, a keto diet is like the worst possible thing that I could ever do because I'm prone to high blood pressure and I don't process fats well enough. So those fatty, fatty things and those like high coconut oil and coconut meat diets is like the worst possible thing for me. 
But then on the flip side, he also said that my sugar levels were really great. And the sugar levels are good because they were measured over a long period of time, not just like your last 30 days. And I have no chance of getting diabetes. My sugar levels were really good. So it's interesting. Like I have a risk of celiac and really prone to high blood pressure, but no chance of diabetes because of good blood sugar. So a lot of goods and bads. You know, it's interesting because I'm not sensitive to dairy, but I am sensitive to gluten. So he's like, you know, have cheeses when you want. Um, I wouldn't have whole cow's milk necessarily on the regular Um, but don't be afraid of cheeses and stuff. So it's interesting. And it's interesting trying to think about all of this as a whole. And also how much of it do we do with our kids? Because I think as adults, it's much easier to have, you know, these type of restrictions, but I mean, try feeding your kids, no gluten, no dairy, you know, no sugar, no starches forever. It's just from, for, from what I've learned, I don't want to be so extreme with my kids that at some point they go the other direction or they're eating so much healthier than their friends and they see what their friends are eating, that it creates some sort of complex or issue in their mind. I never want to do that. So it's so interesting. As I hear all this stuff, of course, we want the best for our kids. And Parker has milk every day. And he said, that's okay, because he's two and all this. So like I said, Dr. Lekos is really cool because he looks at your lifestyle and he's not trying to make you do like a crazy change with everything. Just look at the whole picture of it and, and adjust what works for you without compromising too much. Okay. So This is what I would do looking at the whole picture of functional medicine. First, starting with diet. Eat mostly whole foods and organic is best. So I've always known that organic is best. And I thought, well, listen, a vegetable is a win. But the problem with non-organic, and not in all cases, but the pesticides. And my test came back with some decent levels of pesticides in it. And I eat mostly organic foods. But of course, eating out and stuff is difficult. So eat mostly whole foods, as many greens as you can. Think about unlimited vegetables, especially the green ones. And organic is best when you can. I also think that fruits should not be the enemy because of the natural sugars in fruits, but certainly they should be second to vegetables. So lots and lots of vegetables, but also some fruits. And the berries are generally the best because they have the least amount of sugar. Diets are so conflicting and not all diets work for everyone. And I think that you can really use food as medicine. And I just love approaching, thinking about all the things that we're going to eat in this way. So lots of whole foods, fruits, vegetables. And I think that even with all these conflicting diets, what most experts and nutritionalists and diets agree on is lots of whole foods are great, fruits and vegetables, lots of nuts and seeds and healthy fats. That's all pretty universal. Really where I think the real debate is, is where should we get our proteins from? So more from animal proteins or more from beans and grains? I mean, really when you're thinking about all these different diets, I think that that's kind of the real debate and that's for you to kind of decide what what works for you. But in general, thinking about whole foods. In my family, we say we just want to eat more from farms than we do from factories. So reduce processed foods. We certainly still have a whole pantry and we'll have popcorn with a movie. And I just try to pick the healthier of all of those alternatives. So we don't have Cheetos in the pantry, but we have cauliflower puffs and we don't have, um, you know, crazy, crazy popcorn. We have skinny pop popcorn that pops in the boxes, like those healthier boxes that do the microwavable popcorn. So we still have all the same foods, but when we eat processed foods, it's the healthier version of it. Also, 
wild caught fish versus farmed raised fish. I really learned recently what a big difference this is in asking at restaurants because wild caught is just such a higher quality piece of fish versus farm raised where they can really be, you know, kind of eating their own poop and being fed all gross stuff that you don't want in your body. So wild caught fish, like a nice piece of wild caught salmon is so much better for you than a farm raised piece of salmon. I just thought I'd mention that detail because I eat a lot of salmon and I don't generally ask, especially if I feel like I'm at a, you know, a nice enough place. But I think it's important to ask because you might want to pick something else if it's not super fresh. Again, it's all about moderation. Another thing I think a lot of people get stuck on are these new, I don't know, these new alternatives like the Impossible Burger. To me, the Impossible Burger has GMO soy, which is the worst in my opinion. So when you're looking at an Impossible Burger or a grass-fed beef burger, I think the actual beef burger is much better for you than something that's processed with soy. You know? I'm not trying to kill your dreams about the Impossible Burger, but things like this that seem to be healthier alternatives aren't always. That's my point. So on to exercise. Of course, we want to exercise daily and keep our body moving for health and nutrition and mindset and overall wellness, and it really ties into diet and gut health and everything else. So exercise and sweat daily. On to stress. So I touched on this, and like I said, I think this is such a bigger issue than I realized, and managing your stress and how many effects it has on the rest of your body. So, you know, I'm talking about big life stresses that are more difficult to control, but we always can control our mindset about it, you know? And I think the smaller things, like letting go of the little things, all the things I talk about all the time on this podcast, like not caring what people think and plugging your ears to negativity and judgment. I think also I really need to work on myself not going to bed, not stressed, but like with a heavy workload, you know, not race, 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 or doing, doing, doing right up until bed. I think having downtime before bed so that you go to sleep calm and you wake up calm, you don't wake up stressed with, you know, running your to-do list in your head lots of times. I think stress can come in so many forms and so many non-traditional forms that we might not even think, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed, but more so just never shutting down, never unplugging, not checking your Instagram the first second you wake up, but allowing yourself to be calm and stretch and get some fresh air and have a cup of coffee if you like it. And just being able to unplug a little bit and breathe and manage your stress on a whole level. If you can meditate, man, I'm hoping one of these days I will get into meditation. But if you can meditate, I think that's probably the best way to manage your stress. However you take time out, maybe it's through exercise that you manage your stress. But I think, you know, stress degrades every system in the body. If you're stressed all the time, your gut shuts down and your immune system doesn't work. That mind-gut connection is so huge, and your brain is just connected to everything else. So we've got to keep a happy and healthy, stress-free mind for all of this to work. And you really have to be able to unhook from all the meanings we put on things. And, you know, the suffering we self-generate, the stuff we put on ourselves that we don't have to, that we don't even realize we're putting on ourselves. We have to release ourselves from that, and we have to unhook for it. We also have to reset and take time to do what it is that makes you feel calm and centered and grateful. Like I said, meditation, 
fresh air, exercise, whatever it is to keep your stress level down. Dr. Lekos and I talked so much about supplements and how supplements can really add to your overall health. Again, this is such a personal thing depending on your needs and your deficiencies, and so much of this you can learn in a blood test, and your doctor can easily do lots of this stuff. If you haven't seen a functional medicine doctor or you you know want to just get a blood test done, you can see where you're deficient in vitamin B12 or vitamin D or whatever it is. But in general, Dr. Lekos told me the two that he would pick. If he had to pick two supplements for everybody, a good daily multivitamin and curcumin. So I think most people, I used to take turmeric, but he said turmeric is, you know, kind of in the same family, but curcumin is the best. Like it is the best supplement that you can take for fighting off disease and for overall health. So what if you do want to visit a functional medicine doctor or look into getting tests done based on what you're most interested in or what your symptoms are? I know there are more and more functional medicine doctors and more traditional doctors who are learning about the whole world of functional medicine and how to look at your health as a whole. And I think that there, of course, I highly recommend Dr. Lekos because I'm telling you, the meeting that I had with him today, I came out of there on such a high, like, yes, I get it. You're speaking to me and so much of the stuff you told me I kind of knew, but wrapping it all up and putting a bow on it. And I mean, a lot of it I didn't know about, you know, the the different things that he diagnosed me with and the things that I need to work on and the foods that I should avoid completely and the ways around them. And he told me, if you're going to eat sushi, you should take an activated charcoal. So a pill, just take an, a pill, one or two activated charcoal pills right before your sushi meal, and it will really kind of reduce the harmful effects that sushi can sometimes have. So hello, great takeaway. I'm going to keep a bottle in my car because usually I'll be driving if I'm going to have sushi and remember to take that because why not? It's just taking a pill and it can really help with your overall health. So, I mean, if you, like I said, if you have the means and the resources to do it, and if you don't, or if it's not, if it's not in the program right now, Look, watch videos online and on YouTube and on podcasts. There is so much information out there and people are telling so many stories. I really think that you can learn from stories and, you know, identify how you feel and ways you feel off and hear stories that other people share and maybe other people have learned. And I think you can help yourselves in so many ways, even without seeing a functional medicine doctor. I think there's so many tests that you can do without seeing one. And I think there's so much that you can learn and decisions that you can make and changes that you can make in your lifestyle to really improve the quality of your health. And think about what are the root causes of disease? You know, like what are those things that mostly make us sick? The things we've talked about, stress, poor diet, allergens, and toxins. Think about these things and think about your life and how much of this you're getting and how much you can eliminate. Then on the flip side, the good stuff, the things that us humans need to be happy and healthy and grow We need nutrients and the right whole foods. And we need our hormones in check. We need a balance of those hormones. And of course, we need air and water to live, but also all the emotional stuff that I think so often doesn't get enough airtime, that doesn't get enough attention. It's that meaning and purpose and love and connection 
There've been so, so many studies. I watched a great Ted talk about one of the longest running studies of generations of generations of men that they started studying so long ago. It's like 92 years. I think they started this study and they started with a study of kind of like inner city kids and then kids at Harvard. And they did a whole bunch of questionnaires and they went and sat on their couch and interviewed them. And since then they've interviewed their kids and their kids and all the generations and to try to find what equals a happy life and a long life and overall health and wellness. And the one common thing that they found in this test was love and meaning and connection. Our personal relationships, our romantic relationships, our relationships with friends and family and kids and all of it, that was the difference. It wasn't where they lived or the money or the education necessarily. Those weren't the major factors. The major factors for overall happiness and fulfillment and actual health were that love and meaning and connection. And it was so interesting to me. And it just goes to show If you're not taking time to cultivate those relationships in your life that are important to you and feed them and give them attention and not just be passive about it, you're really doing yourself a disservice. And listen, I I need to look at this too, because I just think that we can all figure out relationships that we could nurture more or where we could give more attention to. And I think the first step is just thinking about the concept and realizing areas where we could improve. And really being intentional about spending time on these connections and these relationships because, listen, this study over all these generations of people for almost 100 years tells us that it's the love and the meaning and the connection and the relationships that help us live longer and be happier. Like I said, this is just the start of this very long conversation together I've always said you have to manage your health and the health of your family, and you can't just accept what you're told, and you have to be proactive about it. But it wasn't until I learned about functional medicine over this last year that I was proactive in this way, you know, in a way where I pay attention to my body after I eat and how I feel after eating certain foods or doing certain things and really taking a deep dive and looking at my stress level and my hormones and my diet and my nutrition and my stool. Oh my gosh, all the things. It comes down to this. Take out the bad stuff and put in the good stuff and miracles happen. It's just a new way of looking at your life and your health. I loved learning about this and doing this. I hope you got a ton out of this episode. I really poured a lot into this and I hope you loved it. Let me know what you thought. I would love to hear from you. Every Monday and Friday when I post a podcast, I post on Instagram a single image telling you there's a new podcast up. So if you could go on my Instagram and comment on the post about this podcast, even if you're listening way later, I would love to hear what you think. It's really what keeps me going and connected to hear what you think and hear what you learn and hear what questions you have and what you got out of it, and what you what was the most interesting, what you want to hear next. I love this community and this conversation, and I think together we can really, really do some great things and make miracles happen. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. 
For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.